ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus. You are tuned in to the Lone Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, J.C. <coughs> John <coughs> Coleman. Dio, what's poppin'? Well, right now I'm a little bit worried that that last episode that we published wasn't good. It's fine. Are you sure? Yes. You tell me that all the time. I know. That's why. I, that's the only reason why we made it to 200 plus episodes. I was fired up that day. I mean, I was I mean, like legit. Oh, yeah. And I'm concerned still. Like for those that tuned in, the, the episode was like kind of like how to get hired, how to stand out. And it really derived from me being frustrated watching younger in their career mortgage professionals work their butt off take the the safe test, pass the exam, get licensed, then all of a sudden they're like, I can't get anyone to hire me. Yeah. So I was kind of pissy and fired up at the same time. That's so, normally how you are. Is it really? Yeah. I'm pissy and fired up? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, 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 I get fiery, sure, and I get fired up and I get passionate. Mm-hmm. That's, but pissy takes um, takes a little agitation. You know, and then, you're just pissy because people just want the job because they pass the test and life don't work that way. So I was pissy about that. Yeah, but cool. I was like, it was like a double-edged sword. I was also pissy because I felt bad for them. You know, like like the bleeding of, heart of me wants to like help everyone nope. and grab their hand. I and, don't have emotions that you do, clearly. Clearly. Aquarius, I think. That, I thank you for that. Okay, but so but Scorpio, that's the fiery side of me, right? Again, I don't pay attention to anything that has to that doesn't that have doesn't... to do with me, so I don't know. <laughs> I just read that my my horoscope. I don't care what. I don't even know the other signs. I don't know the dates. Ford, Taurus, Scorpion. I don't know when you were born. Doesn't matter if you weren't an Aquarius. You don't. Doesn't matter. Okay, yeah, that's how we that's how we roll. That's why I live like Peter Pan, Dustin. You are jo- Peter Pan wearing jo- that green shirt. Joy free. That... What day is it? Doesn't matter. What are you doing this weekend? Wherever the wind takes me. Must be nice. I mean, it's the life I chose. Yeah, must be nice, must be nice. Who's that, Hank Williams Jr.? To have Hamilton on your side. What song is that? It's from the musical Hamilton. Guess what? Never seen it. You are doing yourself a massive disservice. A massive disservice. Have you seen Rick and Morty? I've you're, heard of Rick and Morty. You're doing yourself a massive disservice. Okay. Yes. What, what is Rick and Morty? I mean, wrong generation. I don't know if you'll get some of the jokes. <laughs> oh, I'm too old for that? <laughs> no, it's not. It's just, it's weird. Like, it's not, yeah, it's just like, you have to be a nerd kind of, like sci-fi stuff. Like Star Wars. If, you, if you're not like a Star Wars geek. No. Star but Trek like nerd. my son's in anime, is that? He might. There's some crossover there. Okay. Yeah, ask him. Right. Yeah, you made me think about uh, wrong generation. So, like, I'm into like not into roasting. I'm into roasting. So, I always like to watch like Comedy Central does yeah. like the roasts. Yeah. And you know, the roasts get pretty raw sometimes. Pretty, and pretty real. Yeah. So, my YouTube machine. I was on the YouTube <laughs> machine, and I was on there because look, I like to go on YouTube because I'm waiting for T-Lop to hit 10k subs. Mm. We're not even close, John. We're like I mean, at close. seven point hey, six. Just like or you 7. say, 7. just like you say, we're closer today than we were yesterday. We're way closer than two years ago. Uh-huh. Two years ago, we had zero subs. That's where you start. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I go on there because I also like to monitor. I know you do a good job of monitoring the comments, but mm-hmm. I too like to check behind you. Dive to make sure in you on Sunday mornings. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So anyhow, when I, when I when I log into the Google machine, it then sometimes suggests certain things. All right. And I'm always freaked out by what it's, what it's suggesting. Mm-hmm. But maybe I'm reminded that our IT guy, Joe, mm. also gets on my computer. Mm. So Chill, maybe that bro. makes sense. Yeah. But no, there was one with Robin Williams was roasting what they called a roast. Mm-hmm. Richard Pryor. I'm like, oh, my God, I would love this, too. Hilarious. Like my favorite yeah, comedians yeah, of all time. Turn it on. RIP both of them. And it wasn't even funny. Yeah, and Robin Williams is hilarious. I never thought he was funny. You never did. Never. 
Talented. Mm, sure. No? Yes, talented, yes. Funny to me, no, in my opinion, as yeah. I see things, no. Okay. But nonetheless, yeah, I was so disappointed. Yeah. I wasted four minutes of my life watching that. Never get it back. Like, it's nothing like Amy Schumer roasting, um, oh, my God, Steve-O from Jackass. Mm, roasts, generally for me, aren't even funny. I like roasting people, like, in real life, like, at a restaurant, like, with a live audience. Not like that, oh, let me make up jokes for 13 minutes. Well, it's my, oh, it's my time to go. Oh. They, they're desperate. They, they grab for stuff. So in college, did you moonlight at the Florida State Fair? Were you the, were you the clown in the dunk booth I was the that would sit there and roast the, people who were throwing the balls at I was at the clown in the class, clowning the professor, being like, John, please just let me get through this lecture. I'm like, professor, nobody cares about you. Yeah, so I was that guy. Uh, that's why this works. That's, that's why it does why work. This works. Okay, right. so hey, for today's throw, episode, throw out a topic for me, John. What do you want to talk about today? What What is coming up from the from the tea loppers? From the bowels of the mortgage industry, I hear a lot of people not complaining, but they're just saying like, "Hey, what's going on with rates? The mortgage no, market John, itself." They're complaining. Some of them are throwing themselves off the freaking top of the building. <laughs> why was it bad? What's going on? Well, it depends. Is it bad? Mm, perspective. Perspective. What is going on? Mortgage rate shot from 2.75 to 4% in a matter of like weeks. That's, that's a big jump. Like, yes. In a short amount of time. Yes. Relati relatively speaking for the market. Yes. Okay. But it wasn't, it wasn't unexpected. Mm. Like, I think, didn't we do episodes on this? Yes, we did. Episode going all the way back to episode 90, mortgage interest rates in 2021. Okay. Well, maybe. 20, and then we did another one, 102 mortgage rates are up. Yeah. Explain why. Yeah. So it's an ongoing thing. It it's, happens. It's it's an ongoing thing. But and I'm pretty sure if we went through some of our old episodes and found clips. Oh yeah, you've talked about it. We've been we've been preparing for this. Ad like, nauseum. Yeah. So, but um, it's it's always a shock to the system. Anytime that you watch mortgage rates go from let's just say three percent to four percent, and they did so. I'll be honest in the time frame. They did it in like let's say seven or nine weeks. We were anticipating that it was going to take seven to nine months. We knew mm. this was happening, right? So let, let's go ahead and dive into, first and foremost, whether the rate's four, four and a half, four point seven five, or even 5%. Mm. That's a freaking awesome rate, people. That is a fantastic rate. I want you to study interest rates over the past 50 years and tell me how many years out of 50 mm -hmm. were mortgage rates under five. Not many. Yeah. Not many. Like, 10 to 15% of the time. When I entered the business, rates had just come down from like 8.5% down to 6.5%. When my parents bought their first house, rates were 14 or 15%. Hmm. When I bought my home that I now have, uh, have owned for 11 years, my rate was 4.75 and I did a backflip. That was a rate I got with an employee discount. Damn. And I was super happy about that interest rate. So in perspective, it's fantastic. Now, what did we experience? Well, in 2020 and 2021, we had this thing called COVID. COVID freaked the world out, and it should have. And the financial markets didn't know how to react, and businesses didn't know how to react, and people were being furloughed, and people were being laid off, and businesses were going under. That is all very bad for any economy. So our Federal Reserve, the Federal Reserve's responsibility is to create monetary policy or money policy for the United States. They stepped in and said, holy shit, what do we do to keep our economic world from crashing? Well, let's put stimulus into the market. But the problem is we as a 
country, we don't print money. You hear people say, oh, all the money we're printing. We're not necessarily printing money. What we're doing is we are borrowing money. We're going further in debt. Okay, so we're not out there printing money as much as we are borrowing money. But what, what we started doing is we started borrowing money. We started buying uh, treasuries and buying mortgage-backed securities. We, as a Federal Reserve, became the number one purchaser of, of, this, of this debt. What that did is it changed the monetary policy that made borrowing money. When you have a lot of people buying something, mm-hmm. you can charge more for it. When you char- and, and the way that the, the debt security market works, when the price of something goes up, the yield or the rate of return goes down. Mm-hmm. So the Federal Reserve stepped in in March of 2020, and they made an announcement. They, they were going to start purchasing treasuries and mortgage-backed securities. And as they purchased them, those prices went up and the rates went down. We saw the the yield on the 10-year treasury go from 2% all the way down to like 0.6%. Well, conversely, we saw mortgage rates go from four and a quarter percent down to three and a half, from three and a half to three to three to 2.75. Okay, that was done artificially. So the minute that that stimulus worked, and it worked too much, because now we're dealing with record low employment, right? We have record inflation, we have uh, supply chain issues that are disrupting our ability to, to purchase goods. And when we do get to purchase goods, the price of them goes up. That's inflation. Well, inflation is the evil nemesis of interest rates. Mm-hmm. When you have inflation, typically the cost of borrowing is going to go up as well. So we saw interest rates skyrocket and shoot up. But what we have to understand is in perspective, a four or a four and a half percent rate is still a fantastic rate. This was expected because the rates that we saw in 2020 and 2021 were artificially that way because our government stepped in and they created stimulus in order to keep our country from crashing mm. due to the out the the, the fallout of the of the COVID pandemic. So the so COVID in an in and of itself had a major impact. Like I know you can't predict the future with a crystal ball because if you did, you'd be living in your yacht in Fiji, as you like to say. Yes. But let's just say hypothetically speaking, if COVID didn't happen, would rates be somewhat stable? Or would we see? Yes. Yeah. If if COVID didn't happen, we okay, rates were declining mm-hmm. going into 2020, um, coming out of out of 2019. But that was for other reasons. Okay. Like typically, the most basic way when you're discussing mortgage rates as it pertains to the U.S. economy, first and foremost, the Fed funds rate, which is getting ready to go up by half a percent in uh, March, mm-hmm. and then another half a percent by the end of the year. That's the one that makes national news, and it's all over CNN and Fox News. That has nothing to do directly with mortgage rates. Mm. The Fed funds rate is how the Federal Reserve uh, manages their monetary policy, but the Fed funds rate is the rate that Bank of America charges Chase to borrow money overnight back and forth. Mm. The Fed funds rate is typically what our credit card interest rates are tied to or what our home equity lines of credit are tied to or what our credit card is tied to or auto loan. Mm. It's that auto loan, credit card, and and HELOC. Yep. But it's not a mortgage rate. I want people just to know that just in general. So there were some some economic factors as we were leaving 2019 going into 2020 where we saw rates coming down. Now, that is because typically when you're in a slow economy, the stock market is not doing well. Businesses are not doing well. And investors need a place to park their money. They tend to park their money into a safe, secure investment, which is a bond. Mortgage-backed securities are bonds. Mm-hmm. Mortgages go into mortgage-backed securities. That's how the business part of it works. So we did see rates were trickling down. 
but they weren't getting ready to like do a free yeah, fall. Yeah. Um, typically, when you're in a red hot economy, investors don't want to put their money into a bond where it's a fixed, secure rate of return. <clears throat> they are more willing to put it in the stock market yeah. in hopes they get a much better return. And when the economy is booming, you're less concerned about a company or a stock doing poorly. Right. So you're less concerned about, about the value of that stock going down. Right. And when you're in a red hot booming economy, you have what's called inflation. Well, imagine this, if the market or the cost of goods is going up by five, six, or even 7%, and you have your money sitting in an account that's only earning you 3%. You're actually running negative. You're running negative. Yeah, you're going backwards. Yeah. So what ends up happening is less people invest in bonds mm -hmm. or treasuries more people put their money in stock so if you are that issuer of that treasure or that bond and you want to get more people to invest in it mm -hmm. you have to entice them make it cheaper to buy and give a better rate of return yeah. like that's the most basic conceptual explanation of the inverse impact of bonds rates mm -hmm. and prices when the price of a bond goes up mm -hmm. or a treasury goes up the rate goes down when the price goes down the rate goes up and typically in a slow economy, you have more money moving into bonds. Mm -hmm. In a booming economy, you have move, money moving mm -hmm. out of bonds. Right. And when you have inflation, that's terrible for any type of debt security mm -hmm. because now the cost of goods is increasing at a rate greater than what your money is growing. Right. So although you put a million dollars into that bond, it's worth right. less yeah. because the cost or how far that money goes. Yeah. So yes, in the mortgage industry, what have we experienced? If you're a consumer tuning in or a realtor tuning in, and your brain still thinks you're getting a three and a quarter rate, wake the F up, you're not. Mm. Like, that's kind of what I want to say. That's when you kicked off, you're like, oh, you know, but it's okay. And I'm like, no, people are like legit worried. Mm. There are mortgage loan originators out there. There's mm. mortgage companies out there yeah. who are legit worried. Now they're worried because they had a pretty piss poor business model, in my opinion, yeah, yeah. right? Those are companies that last year, 80% Refi of their business was refinanced. 90% was refinanced. Think of companies like better.com. Mm -hmm. Think of companies like rocket. Mm -hmm. Like why did rocket do a commercial for the super bowl where they're somehow, they kind of did a mm, job on, on conveying the message. That's not on rocket. That's on their ad agency. But I think what they were trying to say is, Hey, realtors call us for mortgage pre-approvals for people who are buying homes. But why are they doing that? Because that wasn't their business model. The low hanging fruit was refinances. Mm -hmm. So those companies, when they just, when they saw rates jump from three to four, panic mode, panic mode, because their uh, circle mm -hmm. uh, or uh, potential clients just got squeezed down mm -hmm. by sixty five percent. So if there was a million people, if rates stayed at three percent, I'm just going to use these aren't real numbers; these are just imaginary, made up, example giving numbers. If there were a million people that were still eligible to benefit from a refinance when rates were at three, the minute rates went to four, it doesn't behoove them. Anymore. It got shrunk down to, mm. to 350,000. But do you think the mortgage industry operate like, 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 um, not operates. Do you think that they react as quickly as that happened? Mm -mm. No. So now you have the same number of mortgage companies, the same number of mortgage processors, the same number of mortgage loan originators and underwriters all trying to help the same 350,000 people yeah. when it should have been or could have been a million people. Yeah. Well, there's not enough pizza to go around the party. Mm -hmm. Someone's going to be left out. Yeah. So it's going to make this year 
for many mortgage companies and for many mortgage loan originators, it's going to be stressful. It's going to be hard. Make or break? For some, yes. Mm. Yeah, this is a weed out year. 2022 is a weed out year. If you listen to episode 41, which is our biggest episode yet on YouTube, mm -hmm. on how to be a mortgage loan mm -hmm. originator, and you got excited, I hope you're still excited. But you need to understand if you're becoming a mortgage loan originator in 2022, mm. yeah, this is where the real professionals stand up. Right? This is when the cream rises to the top because it's no longer easy. It's no longer like, yeah, I just got my NMLS and I talked to my buddy and yeah. he has a $500,000 mortgage at four and a half percent and I'm going to help him get it down to three and I'm going to make the $6,000 commission. Done. Repeat. Yeah. Like, no, I no. Have a, I have a those, those 19 year olds making YouTube videos about how they make $20,000 <laughs> a month doing two loans in California yeah. and you never knew what you were doing. Yeah. Those people. Yeah. You know, the, the, uh, the, the world's going to write itself. Mm -hmm. It's going to, it's, but like, I wouldn't freak out. I'm excited about it. Like I'm excited. This is an opportunity for companies like ours to, to gain market share yeah. because we've always stayed purchase focused. We've always been realtor builder referred. Mm -hmm. We give a consultative service. So our clients have been, and always will be using us because the experience they have with us is different mm -hmm. than when maybe they call their bank mm -hmm. or maybe when they call that online lender. Right. When you and I get to do episodes or eventually when we do a TLOP live event, or the reason why we have TLOPonline.com with all of its content is because we're trying to teach people mm -hmm. how to be the cream of the crop, how to be the best in the business so that when a market like 2022 rears its head, I can't say ugly head, but its head, uh -huh. you're prepared for it. Right. Well, a question for you then. Yeah. If you're a mortgage loan originator and you're dealing with clients and borrowers that were already hypersensitive to interest rates, and you're still working with them and they just saw interest rates over the past couple of weeks, like they were in prequel and I was like, oh, rates just went up. What advice do you have for those loan originators working kind of with clients now that just saw kind of the spike? Like how would you give them tips on to kind of not lose it? That's a great question. So first we're gonna specify, if it was a refinance, look, they're out of the money. Like refinances either make sense or it doesn't. And you had to look at things like how much money am I saving you? Why are we refinancing? What's the cost to refinance? How long are you gonna stay in the property for? Well, the refinance maybe only made sense if I saved them 200 bucks a month, which I was able to do when I dropped their rate from four and a quarter down to three and a quarter. But now if I'm trying to drop their rate from four and a quarter to four, that's not a big enough savings. They may be the term is out of the money. So unless that person's trying to do a debt consolidation loan, which by the way, there's a lot of refinances to be had and a lot of refinances to be done. Consumers, you should consider this. Loan officers, don't totally freak out. It's okay to take someone from a three and a quarter to a four and a quarter rate if you're bettering their life. So you have someone who bought a house maybe three, four years ago, they owe 250 on their mortgage. It's now the home's worth now 500, but for whatever reason, these folks still have some really bad consumer debt, or maybe the home needs to be remodeled. They want to put in a new pool. You can change someone's life by doing a cash out refinance. Even if you take them from a three and a quarter rate to a four and a quarter rate, if you're helping them pay off $32,000 in consumer debt, credit or consumer debt mm -hmm. that was maybe costing them $1,400 a month just in minimum payments. Mm -hmm. You know, that $32,000 on a new mortgage, you're talking about payment wise, ah, roughly 150 bucks. I mean, imagine, imagine if I just cut 1200 bucks a month out of your budget, yeah. how well do you sleep? Chill, bro. 
Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Like that's that's serious money. So there's still refinances to be had. Now your question was like, what am I telling someone who's who's sensitive? You're not gonna like my answer. Okay. So in most cases, a quarter percent interest rate jump, let's say a half a percent interest rate jump on a three hundred thousand dollar loan amount is roughly eight times five is 45 let's just say it's 50 bucks mm -hmm. is that right dustin don't have, don't no i'll you. tell you eight times three is 25 25 times five is a hundred it's about 115 dollars okay on a three hundred thousand dollar loan the difference between three and a half and four is 115 dollars mm -hmm. the difference between three and a half and four and a half is 230 dollars that's a little more okay it is it is for those people. Yeah. Yeah. That may be, we have to readjust your pre-approval, right? That's great advice to a loan officer, John. Hey, look, you need to go through your pipeline. You need to go through that person that you talked to in December and you need to see how close where it was their DTI. You may need to drop their purchase price. You may need to add a co-borrower. You may need to add their spouse. Maybe you weren't using their spouse because the the one person's credit was 760 mm -hmm. the spouse's was 710 you could get away with just the seven, with the one spouse's income now you have to add the other person mm -hmm. right like 100% like that is going on in the mortgage market there are people right now that are pre-approved to go buy a second home putting 10% down but because of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac's most recent changes to how they price those loans uh-uh mm -hmm. uh-uh you're not doing that i dare you to go price out a 10% down second home their pricing is atrocious. Your borrower is going to freak the F out and walk. You need to go back and find those people that, that are currently pre-approved out there shopping for a second home and figure out how many need to put 20% down mm -hmm. because Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac just changed their loan level pricing adjustments on that. And that like went into effect like today <laughs> yeah. type thing because it's loans that get delivered in April. Uh -huh. So if I'm locking a loan today, it probably won't be closed and, and ready to be delivered to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac till April. Mm. So if I'm a mortgage banker, I got to price all that in. If I'm a loan officer and let's say, let's say I pre-approved someone back in October, November, or December, and it's the second home, let's say I pre-approved someone October, November, December, even beginning of January, and they were tight on DTI. Yeah. You need to reprice that loan. You need to have that conversation with them because for some people, $210. Bro, that's, yeah, I can't do that. I can't swing that. Yeah. That's about $40,000 <clears> in purchase price. But I want to ask them, can you afford not to buy? What's rent doing right now? Because that shit's not going down. Mm -mm. And what are home prices doing? Going up. They're going up. Now, are they going to increase at the levels that we saw them increase in years like 20 and 21? No, that's not healthy. Look, those were banner years. If you bought a house in late 19 or beginning of 20, mid 20, I mean, you crushed it. Yeah. It's like when I bought Tesla in February of 2020. I crushed it. Yeah. I wasn't a genius. I was lucky. Mm. Same thing goes, but like Tesla will still be a good stock in my opinion. And I, sh I still sh should still own it. Mm -hmm. Buying a home, home prices aren't going anywhere. Maybe in select markets, maybe in select markets. Anna Maria Island, Florida, where home prices jump from the average of 700,000 to 1.4 million. Damn. Maybe we could see that, that home go down to 1.2 million. You know, like... Mm -hmm. Select markets, but overall, no. Overall, it's still going to be a good time to buy, but yes, 
You as a consumer, you need to go back and rerun your numbers. You need to relook at your pre-approval. Realtors, you need to talk to your, your buyers and make sure that, that they've updated their pre-approvals. Lenders, make sure you're updating your pre-approvals and having that hard conversation because your client thinks that they're getting a three and a half percent rate and it may be four and a quarter. And there's really no end in sight. Now I do have good news. It's gonna hit the news that the Fed's raising rates and they're gonna hit it half a percent. Yay. What does that mean? Well, it just means the Fed funds rate went up half a percent. Right, right. Your clients and your realtors are gonna think, oh my God, mortgage rates are up half a yeah, percent. Yeah, they went up like, more, what the hell? And you're gonna be like, no, 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 no. We, our rates have already gone up. Mm. Our rates went up because we're anticipating the Fed changing the monetary policy. Yeah. Because we see what's going on with inflation. Because we see what's going on with, with the um, retail sales numbers, right? Like the bond market has already reacted. The Fed just needs to now react so that they can kind of put some water on this flame. Mm -hmm. So there's a good chance that the Fed funds rate will get changed by half a percent or what we call 50 basis points and mortgage rates will go down that day. Mm. There's a really good chance of that. There's not a direct correlation. The mortgage market has already reacted, maybe even overreacted. We knew that we were going to get rates in the fours by the end of this year. We just didn't know it'd be like by the end of January <laughs> or mid-February. Mm -hmm. That's just where we are, people. We should, good news, we should level off. Mm. We should level off. Now, may, maybe we're only at four, four and a quarter, and we're on our way to 4.75. I don't see us getting into the fives. Like, go ahead and like timestamp this, mark it down. Um, let's see how good or wrong I am. I don't see us getting into the fives. Mm. I could see, based on the, the, the current market movements, I could see, based on current economic conditions, maybe 4.75. But yes, we are no longer in the threes. Hmm. Go ahead and just take three out of your brain. Yeah. I don't see, I don't think or see us getting into the threes until potentially September or October of 2023. Hmm. We could get in the threes because we should and could be in a recession. There's a lot of indicators right now that are pointing towards the, the a good potential. Once we get these supply chain issues fixed, we can really figure out how good or how relevant or how bad our inflation really is. Mm -hmm. And then once we can get COVID behind us, we can start to see the dust settle a little bit. And you know these interest rate hikes are going to curb inflation and they are going to be a drag on the economy. That's the purpose of it, right? The Federal Reserve is a big puppet master. That's what they're doing. They're, they're constantly, it's kind of like parenting. It's like your kid screws up and you yell at them, but then you realize maybe you yell too much and now you feel bad mm -hmm. so you have to go back to your kid and apologize. Maybe give them a hug, tell them you're sorry, but ask them not to screw up again. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what the Federal Reserves are constantly manipulating the markets, they're constantly manipulating our monetary policy, and then interest rates are impacted by that. So I could see someone who buys a home today and they obtain a 30-year fixed mortgage at 4.5%, and let's say they close in April of 2022, I could easily see them turning around in November of 2023 and refinancing out of that mortgage and into a three and a half percent rate. Mm. I can see that happening, mm. but there's no guarantee. So what is guaranteed is rates are still good. Four and a half is still a great rate. 4.75 is the rate that I was thrilled to get just 11 years ago. Mm -hmm. Home prices aren't going anywhere but up. And if you're planning on staying in an area for at least three years, but preferably five years, and your income is stable and you're a responsible grown ass adult, you should own a home. Go buy it.
go buy a house. Yes, you don't don't wait for rates to go back down because they're not. Mm-hmm. And if they do go back down, it's by a quarter percent. Yeah, you're talking about forty dollars. And if forty dollars is going to make or break you owning a home, you probably aren't ready to buy one in the first place. Thank you, John Coleman. You said it, not me, but I couldn't agree more. So that's kind of like what's going on in the market. That's the whys behind it. Look, if I said something that's totally out of place and your name is Dan Rowich, please, Dan, give me a call and educate me because I love to follow you on Facebook. Yeah, we'd love to have you on the podcast as well. Dan, I'd love to have you on the podcast. Absolutely would love to have you on the podcast. Um, If you want to know more about this, I would suggest check out Barry Habib's Certified Mortgage Advisor um, program. Mm -hmm. It's expensive. It is, not going to lie, but I enjoyed it. Mm. Like, I enjoyed that course. I can I can only imagine how much you'd actually learn by going through it. Barry's been a a, a guest on the show. He's he's a friend of the show, so don't mind promoting Certified Mortgage Advisor. Um, it, it'll teach you some of these basics, so you can talk a little bit. By the way, I talk, and by the way, you think I'm like making this stuff up? These aren't my prognostic my prognostications. This is me following guys like mm-hmm. Barry and following guys like Dan, yeah. me subscribing to the Wall Street Journal and Bloomberg and trying to read and digest as much as I can so that I can understand yeah. it. You, you read it to me and I had no idea what you were saying. It sounded a lot like an industry jargon and fluff, but you were able to translate it for me into digestible words. Yeah. So like, if you ever need a translation, maybe John and I can hop on TLOP.com and create content where we put this into actual language that you'll understand but you can hit me up on linkedin you can find us on youtube on spotify on apple no just go to tloponline.com people perfect he's john coleman i'm dustin and that's all the time we have for you today but we'll catch you on the next episode peace